With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone. Welcome to my astrology podcast. This is Deb McBride, and I'm broadcasting from beautiful Costa Rica, where I hear the night sounds of the crickets and the night birds here close to my window. And it's Monday, October 15th, 2018. For those of you who don't know, I'm an astrologer. I've been an astrologer most of my life. I've been a professional astrologer, counseling people for over 30 years. So I am happy to be here and share my astrological experiences with you. And boy, has this been a week. (laughs) I have to reflect back on last Wednesday, which a lot of people told me they had some issues. And part of that was the Mercury and the Moon together opposing Uranus. And even though it happened in the wee hours of the night, even sort of the night before a little bit, uh, depending on your time zone, uh, in the Eastern time zone, it was the middle of the night, but it hung in the air all day Wednesday. And Wednesday was kind of a biting day. And I've heard people tell me that they had some issues and that this was complicated and they had to sort things out with people. And I certainly had issues and I had to sort things out with people. And there were a few things that day and in the days following that were complicated. Um, I have to say that because of all the planets in Scorpio, that particular Wednesday and Thursday, we were really having quite a bit of intensity and everything was urgent and everything was important and everything was, you know, filled with passion and it worked itself out by the end of the week because the moon went into Sag and we got kind of a breather. But I really felt since Wednesday and even up until today, it's been very complicated. And Friday, we had the Sun Square Pluto, which happens twice a year, and that was sort of in another issue of complication. So um, I definitely had some profound uh, experiences with people and experiences with myself, and I felt the need to continue to do some very profound healing work on myself and uh, as well as, you know, just sort of do some clearing. And I did major clearing in my house. I did clearing on Friday and I did a big smudge on Sunday. So I just keep clearing old energy out. And part of this is because of everything really resonating between Capricorn and Scorpio. And these are intense signs. If you are someone who has Capricorn and Scorpio in your chart with any sort of uh, power position, such as the sun and the moon, like you're a Capricorn with the moon and Scorpio or vice versa, or you're Scorpio rising and you've got Capricorn sun and moon or, or something like that, you're really ambitious and you are really tenacious. And any time those combinations are hanging around in the sky together we really feel the profundity of it and also the the just sort of the biting nature of it because it's pluto and saturn and the two of them are together they're both in capricorn right now so anytime we have scorpio in the in the time we're dealing with now for the next 
you know, for, for whatever. When we have all this Scorpio going on, we have everything sort of points to Pluto, the answer to Pluto, because it's the ruler. And then Pluto in turn answers to Saturn because Saturn is in Capricorn and its own sign. So right now, like I mentioned last week, if you listened, we're really dealing with a lot of Saturn in the sky. And it is kind of, as I said on my Instagram, it's the flavor of the month. And I feel that. And the Saturn Pluto together are really, really survival oriented. And I have definitely seen survival vibes come up in these last few days. Today, the moon is in Capricorn, and right now, as I speak, the moon is besieged. So it's between Saturn and Pluto. It went into Capricorn Sunday afternoon, Eastern time, and it hit Saturn Sunday night pretty late. So once it hit Saturn, then it got wedged in between the Saturn and the Pluto. And so this is what we call in astrology besieged, meaning that there's what they would call afflictions in the old days, but outer planets or Saturn and outer planets that are surrounding a gentler inner planet, such as the moon. Earlier in the year, back in April, we had Mars besieged and that was, that was not fun. So we really have like to take care of our emotions and connect with our feelings and be very clear when we're dealing with people. It's been a heck of a time. Venus is still retrograde and is going to be retrograde for another month. So what's happening is as we're getting in this survival mode and as we're getting in this Saturn-Pluto experience, we still have Venus in Scorpio, which is ruled by Pluto. So all this time, you know, we're still dealing with feelings that may not be expressed, thoughts that may not be expressed, uh, you know, conversations that need to happen, conversations that didn't happen, um, you know, going back for things, going back for a conversation, going back for, for to talk to someone. And that, you know, again, Venus will go to Pluto, sends, sends herself over to Pluto because she's in Scorpio, and then it goes right back to Saturn again. So this whole month, we're really dealing with that Venus, Saturn, Pluto. And that's about relationships and the, the struggles we have in relationships and, and the sort of the complications, but also the details and sort of, you know, providing our loyalty. So Saturn being the flavor of the month really involves us being loyal, focused, committed, present, all those good Saturn things. And we try to have the best experience of Saturn possible, which is really about being loyal and committed and focused and, and you know, supportive. Uh, there are the other parts of Saturn, which are fear and anxiety. And, you know, once it gets together with Pluto, it's all about, you know, that, that feeling of survival, like I mentioned. And people who have Saturn-Pluto in a hard aspect in their chart, whether it's a conjunction, an opposition, or a square, people who live with that, and it doesn't happen very often in the sky, but there are many people born with it, they, they can make something great of themselves, but they have a very strong survival instinct or they get very depressed, or sometimes both. So sometimes people with Saturn and Pluto really have a hard time pulling it together because they are just, they don't have a strong sense of, of commitment and, and all. They feel that they fail when they like try to set their sights a little higher. It depends on the person, it depends on their chart, it depends on how they were raised and what they were given growing up. And Saturn and Pluto are very, uh, 
intense together. Now we're going to start getting them very close to each other next year with the conjunction in early 2020, but they are going to be together next year and the year after. And there's a little bit of on and off as they separate and come together during the retrogrades. Saturn moves faster than Pluto. So all of us are going to have this in our chart at some point. In, at some point in the chart, it's going to be in Capricorn. So if you know your chart and you know where Capricorn is, this is a big deal because they haven't been together since the 1980s to the early 80s, 82, 83. And so this, are, this is things that we need to be aware of. What you're feeling now, if you're feeling something, you're probably feeling some sort of survival instinct. You're probably feeling some sort of uh, need to be uh, very committed to something or, or sort of get down to, to brass tacks and get your work done, nose to the grindstone. And that's a good thing right now. Right now, this month, October, we've got this Saturn happening and we need to, we need to pay attention. Fortunately, when we get to the end of October, things are going to shift dramatically because November will bring uh, planets changing signs. Three planets are going to change signs right away in the beginning of November. And at that point, Jupiter will be ruling the heavens. So we have to take advantage of November and, you know, if something isn't happening for us right now, if something isn't, you know, if we feel like something's stalled, because Saturn can do that, it could put a blockage or a barrier up. If we really feel that something is stalled right now, then we need to just be patient with it, work through it, work through it, because Saturn's about work. And so we all have to work right now. We need to be patient and work through it and till we get to November and then we can see where, what the playing field is like then. It should be a lot easier. It should be a lot lighter. Saturn will still be in Capricorn, but Jupiter will be in Sagittarius' own sign. And Jupiter will also be ruling the heavens. So it's going to be very interesting. In the meantime, this week today, we have a Venus-Mercury, Mercury-Venus conjunction we had this afternoon. And that was good for you know, being clear and attending to details and uh, communicating with friends and loved ones and people and loved ones because it is Venus. So, you know, Mercury and Venus are both in Scorpio along with Jupiter. So we still have three planets there. Next week, we'll have the sun go into Scorpio, but we still have another week of Libra. So then uh, tomorrow's the first quarter moon at 23 degrees Capricorn, which is kind of close to Pluto. And as I said earlier, the moon is besieged, so it has not reached Pluto yet, and it will in the wee hours of tomorrow morning, Tuesday the 16th. That is in the Eastern time zone. So anything that is uh, sort of, that can wait till tomorrow or till later in the day, maybe, uh, you know, once we get past the Pluto, you should start to feel the lift in that. Uh, but the moon will go void at 5.49 p.m. Eastern time, and will be voiding Capricorn until the wee hours of Wednesday morning when it goes into Aquarius. Now, uh, tomorrow when the moon goes void, it will be in a nice, calming, sextile aspect to Jupiter. So this is good news because the moon is leaving Capricorn on a high note instead of this heavy energy that we have right now. And I'm sure a lot of you feel this heavy energy. I mean, I thought, I actually thought it would be lighter over the weekend because of the moon in Sagittarius before it went into Capricorn. But I actually have to say that I, I really felt the weight of this Saturn Pluto and I'm still feeling it. So 
I can tell you that if you are focused on getting things accomplished and you're focused on tasks and your success, that's a good thing to be focused on this month because that's what you need. And that's going to make you feel better. If you feel like goofing off, you should do it in small amounts, like take a break from your work. But this is not a time to feel like you should be goofing off and, you know, running around and hanging out and partying too much because it's just, it, it doesn't feel right this month. It really doesn't feel right. It's time to just keep focused on what we need to do on the tasks at hand. So there. <laughs> Wednesday, we do have the moon in Aquarius, and it's going to square Uranus in the wee hours of the morning, so that's going to be fun and a little rattling. So if you have some wild dreams, don't be surprised. Um, it will be in Aquarius on Thursday, and it will go void Friday morning at 8.27 a.m. Eastern time. It's going to go into Pisces in the afternoon at 4.20 p.m. Eastern. So most of Friday is void. And you just have to kind of go along with, you know, that void in Aquarius and just, again, do your tasks. Don't worry about uh, focusing too much on new things, no new plans, no new plots, no new, like, things to, to take your attention away. Um, and then, you know, the moon will go into Pisces. The nice thing is that Mercury in Scorpio will try Neptune, which is a very nice thing on Friday. And when the moon is in Pisces, we're going to have a nice relationship with the moons uh, to Mercury and to Neptune um, over the weekend. And so that's a good thing because that's all water signs. So it will conjunct Neptune, the moon will conjunct Neptune on Saturday afternoon or Saturday evening, and it will make a nice trine to Mercury on Sunday, and it will stay in Pisces from Friday afternoon until the evening of, well, it's going to be there till the morning of the 26th. So really, we have a long Pisces moon. All weekend is the moon is in Pisces, but it will go void at 7.47 p.m. on Sunday. So this is actually a very uh, sort of lovely, smooth aspect this weekend. Having the moon in Pisces is very gentle and intuitive and psychic and, and really getting, uh, sort of really getting our, our psychic game on and, and having some time to meditate. So that's a good thing to do this coming weekend. Um, especially with Mercury trining Neptune. It's a really good weekend to do any sort of intuitive work, creative work, spiritual work. It's all very good this weekend. Now, in the meantime, we can work through this um, Saturn-Pluto by just sort of uh, a kind of accepting what it's bringing us and not trying to resist it. So if you feel kind of lost with it, this coming weekend with the moon in Pisces is a really good time to just sort of sit with it and meditate. And meditating is a really good tool to use when you are feeling these kinds of shifting cycles like this, where we, we feel like we're being pulled along someplace and it's, it's struggling and difficult. I really feel like it's been a bit of a struggle for people in these last days. So I think that, that we're giving the opportunity to sort of tune in to what's going on and actually um, really, you know, 
take our take our meditations to a deeper level. Meanwhile, next Tuesday, the 23rd, the sun goes into Scorpio. So that's going to be another planet in Scorpio. And at that point, we will have four planets in Scorpio for a while. It's not like last week where we had the moon just in Scorpio. And for a couple of days. Now we're going to have, as of next week, we will have the sun, we will have Mercury, we will have Venus, and we will have Jupiter and Scorpio. Anyone having a baby at this time is going to have a child with a stellium in Scorpio, which is going to be one very intense child. So if you know someone who's having a baby uh, over these next, the last two weeks of October, you can definitely tell them that their child is going to be very passionate and intense and stubborn. So, <laughs> which means that right now, that's the energies we're feeling passionate, intense, and stubborn. So you kind of can't force anybody to do things right now. Scorpio is a very fixed sign. And in the meantime, on Tuesday, not only will the sun go into Scorpio, but of course, anything going into early Scorpio now, like we saw with Mercury and the moon last week, will oppose Uranus because Uranus is at that edge of Taurus and Aries. It's retrograded back into Taurus, uh, back into, going to retrograde up back into Aries, but it's at the very last and uh, degrees of Taurus before it goes backwards. So it's at zero degrees Taurus. And as soon as the sun goes in, you know, 12 hours later, it's going to oppose Uranus. So that might be a little bit of a repeat performance of last Wednesday. So if you had some issues last Wednesday, like I just described, I would say that you need to watch your step next Tuesday, the 23rd, and just kind of be aware of what's going on. And if there were things in your life that you know were specific issues, try to catch up to them. Try to make plans in case that issue comes up again, then you really want to know what's, what you're focusing on and how to handle it. So you should have learned a lesson last week. Maybe you don't want to bring it up again next Tuesday. Maybe you don't want to, maybe you don't want to give it more energy. But I can tell you this, there may be, and it may be something different, it may be a different issue, but I would, I would just mind the energies that you're feeling on Tuesday. Don't be provocative. Try not to be terribly rebellious, even though that there will be a desire to, and there is also the desire to break free of certain situations. Uranus is the freedom planet. Uranus would love to just, you know, blow everything up and, and, get the hell out of there. But that's not the way we can do things in life. It's just bringing your attention maybe to situations that you have to handle differently, that you either need to eventually let go of or make goals to let go of, or, you know, maybe not say things the way you said things, maybe not tell someone the, the something you want to tell them in the same way. Maybe you need to kind of make it a little softer. Remember, Scorpio is a water sign. There are ways of handling it that does not have to be so intense and, and direct. We can soften it up. And that might be a really good idea and some good advice for next week when the sun opposes Uranus. Every year the sun opposes Uranus. So we had this last year during Libra time when the sun was opposite Libra. Uh, the Libra, um, the sun was in Libra opposite Uranus and Aries. So right now we've got this now a whole shifting dynamic out of cardinal signs with Libra and Aries into fixed with Scorpio and Taurus. So focus, think before you speak, 
Do not be impulsive and be careful driving. That Uranus can make us a little rambunctious or a little impatient or edgy. Try not to be edgy. Keep the caffeine low. <laughs> um, and we have a full moon next week. So <laughs> as if to add insult to injury, um, the moon will go into Taurus next Wednesday, the 24th. But we'll talk about that more next week. That's going to be with the opposite Uranus. So we're going to have some really intense energy in the middle of next week, Tuesday and Wednesday. If you, Like I said, if you don't want to repeat performance of last Wednesday, then you want to try to avoid that and handle the situation carefully prior to getting involved next week. Uranus is a surprise planet. Maybe it won't be the same issue with the same person or the same frustrations you have with certain areas of your life. Maybe it will be a breakthrough. And that's what you have to focus on, trying to have a breakthrough, not frustration where I can't stand this. I need to get out of here. I want my freedom. I want my get out of jail free card. You have to look at it in a way that's productive because remember Saturn is still ruling things. So we have to, you know, be productive and focus on accomplishments and goals. So, and as we wind down, Jupiter is going to leave Scorpio next month and it's in the last degrees of Scorpio. So right now we're looking at it at, it's gonna whiz right out of there. It's at 24 degrees now. Tomorrow it'll go to 25 and then it's going to really fly through the last few degrees by the end of the month, which is only two weeks away, it'll have moved three degrees and then, you know, be leaving in early November. There is always some information that comes at the end of a sign. When a planet like Jupiter, who's been there all year for a year, feels, you know, we're feeling the end of something. Whenever there's an ending, we have that little twinge that little pinch of death anxiety so and especially with scorpio which rules death and endings so that doesn't mean someone's going to die it doesn't mean someone something is going to end it just means that we are finishing up the cycle that we've started a year ago and think of it as something exciting because you started something a year ago in the autumn of last year, or if you live in the Southern Hemisphere in the, in the spring. Um, but it was October, November, it was October last year that Jupiter went into Scorpio. And now we're going to say goodbye to that for 12 years. And as it's completing this cycle, wherever you have Scorpio in your chart, Jupiter's leaving, or it's leaving that vibe of, you know, you might have half Scorpio, half Sagittarius in that house, but the Scorpio flavor will not be affected by Jupiter anymore. It'll go into Sag, which it rules, which is a very good place for Jupiter to be. So look for some closures. Look for some things that you started maybe a year ago that you feel are time. They've had their time, and, and it's like the project that maybe you started a year ago. Maybe you started a work project, a collaborative project, a personal project. And usually it's scorpionic in nature. So maybe you went to a therapist. Maybe you went to a healer. Maybe you went to, you did something for someone who had passed in your life. Maybe you were in some very intense, intimate experience with someone. And that's something that you, you know, need to sort of let go of now that you started a year ago. Maybe you were working on something 
and Jupiter blessed it. And now it's time to like release it. Um, Jupiter and Sagittarius is a lot more freedom oriented and liberating. So sometimes when we get to the end of Scorpio like this, we'll feel some heavy energy. So just be aware of that and just be aware that, you know, you're, you're completing something and you should congratulate yourself and feel that you've accomplished something and just look for the benefits in it. Jupiter is always giving us a benefit or abundance or an opportunity, even in Scorpio, even in, you know, the darkest moment and the darkest hour is always before the dawn, as they say. But in cases like this, it's true. So as we say goodbye to Jupiter and Scorpio for the next 12 years, we can thank Jupiter and the depth that it provided because Scorpio is a deep sign. Scorpio really makes us go deep and go intense. And the, the good news about that is Jupiter has allowed us to open the door and be friendly with our own darkness and be connected to it and feel liberated by acknowledging it. It's like the light being, shi being shined in the closet. So if you're shining a light in the closet with Jupiter and Scorpio, you, you have lots to congratulate yourself for in this last year. And lots of productive things that you have learned and experienced and can go forward with to enjoy the bliss of Jupiter and Sagittarius. So that's one really positive thing to be aware of. And Saturn will move along. It has not come out of its shadow yet. It will be at three and four degrees this week. We have a little while before it will get back to where it was before it went retrograde. But in the meantime, Uranus is still going backwards. Neptune is still going backwards. And we're okay with that. There's not, and you know, Venus is still going backwards. So we want to allow ourselves to just sort of you know, take in those retrograde energies and still work deeply as we need to. Remember, Venus is still in Scorpio for a while. She's going to be in Scorpio at least until the new year. And we're going to be dealing with Scorpionic energy as far as Venus is concerned. So Jupiter is helping enlighten the way right now. But you should know that uh, while we're still working with the deep, dark secrets of Venus and Scorpio and the, the sacred mysteries of female goddess energy, we should be very respectful of that and understand, especially the women out there who are listening, understand your darker instincts. It could be in, intuitions, deep intuitions, profound intuitions, and deep sensitivity connected to your feminine energy. Men have feminine energy too. We all have Mars. We all have Venus. So where women have masculine energy, men have feminine energy too, not in the abundance of the masculine that they have, but they should pay attention to their own instincts as well. So on that note, this following coming week, we're going to have, we now have the moon in Capricorn. It'll be in Capricorn another day. Then we have Aquarius. And at the end of the week, we have a long Pisces moon, which I think could bring some relief to a lot of people. Use it wisely. Meditate. Tune in. It's important to do, you know, inner work when we have so much Scorpio in the sky. And I think the Pisces moon will really help assist us with that. On that note, uh, that is my podcast for the week. And I wish you all a lovely week ahead. My name is Deb McBride. Again, I am an astrologer for, for many, many years, and I 
counsel people. I do sessions with people. So if you are interested, you can contact me at my email address, deb at debmcbride.com. And that is my website, debmcbride.com, where I do write a blog and have other assorted information there, including astrocartography, which is uh, taking your astrological chart and putting it over geographical maps. And you can order reports on my website as well for that. My Instagram is at devastrology, as well as my Twitter at devastrology. And you can check out what I have to say there because I put astrological tidbits on both of those. And until then, if you have any questions about astrology, you can always contact me through any of those mediums. I thank you very much for listening and have a pleasant week. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.